Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a fun, hopefully inspiring show, and I anticipate we'll hear or see somehow light bulbs going off all across the country with all of our great listeners when they have some aha moments. At least that's my intention, not that there's any pressure here or anything. That is, well, pressure on who? Them to have the aha moment (laughs) or us to deliver it? (laughs) Me to have a good outline here. Right. I know. Yeah, I know. So so listen, everyone, uh, we have done a couple of shows where we talked about basically the fact that across the country the markets are starting to change. Um, this t- Today's show is not going to be on that topic. Today's show is going to be on motivation. And the topic of the show today is why don't you feel motivated every day? Okay, we're going to talk about that. And Julie has been researching this quite a bit. As some of you guys know, we're in the midst of actually working on a completion of a book, which we're hoping to have released this year. The book's going to be called Harris Rules. Um, and, yeah, this is one of the chapters in the book, or at least this is the foundation for one of the chapters in the book, and we hope you learn something from it. Because, you know, motivation is this sort of – it's evasive, isn't it? Or, you know, it's elusive, rather, is what I meant to say. And it's, it's one of these things we don't feel every day all the time. And some of us believe that, you know, there's something wrong with us maybe. Maybe we don't have our big why clearly defined. Or, you know, maybe we don't really have our heads screwed on straight. Or maybe there's something wrong with us. Or maybe we need to have more caffeine. Guilty. <laughs> maybe we need to exercise more. You know, maybe we need to do this, do that, do the other thing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to deep dive on today's show into the topic of motivation. And we're going to be bringing to you guys some new concepts on motivation. A lot of times, the way it's traditionally been taught, the way you guys probably all have internalized it, I mean, it's certainly the way Julie and I basically thought motivation truly worked, was it's the whole carrot and stick thing. Well, I'm here to tell you it's neither, and we're going to be proving that to you, hopefully, on today's show. But before we get to the first point, I want to thank all of you profoundly for being so supportive of us um, during the series of radio shows we've done this week about the changing market. I was sincerely nervous about that because there's – you know, it, it's funny. You guys, all of you are in the same you know position because you have your customers and you have your family and, your, and people listen to you about the real estate market, right? And one of the things you don't want to do is you don't want to be too soon and you don't want to be too late when telling people about a shift that's happening in the marketplace. Because if you're happening, you know, if, it's hap- if you met, announce something that you suspect is true – uh, too soon. Like if you start telling sellers there's going to be some price adjustments, there's going to be some hardship, there's going to be this, that, the other, there's going to be a recession. People aren't, and they're not reading it anywhere, they're not seeing it anywhere, and they're believing that, you know, there's unicorns pooping rainbows in their front yard, you know, uh, right? So if they believe that because they're hearing it from everybody else and they're reading it in the news, they're not going to trust you. So that's you being too soon. Or if you're too late, then it's like, well, you know, I already knew what you're telling me. I mean, I learned that the hard way six months ago kind of thing. We were, I think, fortunate enough to be bold enough back in 06 to be maybe too soon, because certainly for the probably about six months, maybe a year after that, we were catching crap constantly. Um, So much just absolute barrage of negativity was coming our way because we were telling the real estate market something they didn't want to hear. You know, our – industry has a sickness of believing that basically it can only, people can only, you know, 
make money in essence and be a service to other people when housing values are going in one direction. I'm here to tell you that's absolutely positively not true. A lot of you guys, long-time listeners and long-time coaching clients, you did, frankly, incredibly well, right? You did incredibly well during the recession. Well, we are definitely coming into another one. Now, there will be more opportunity, believe it or not, more opportunity to be of service to other people and help people. And what I'm asking all of you to do, and I know there's a lot of you guys right now that are totally sharing the same frequency as Julie and I, um, and so I'm really primarily speaking with all of you. There's some skeptics on here that may, or maybe new listeners that don't know us and trust us yet, and that's fine too. But I'm asking all of you guys to offer authentic leadership in your own tribe, in your family, amongst your, you know, your peers, in your community. Authentic leadership means that you're willing to tell the truth even if it's not in your best interest or seemingly in your best interest. Um, you know, ultimately – what you have to do is you have to decrease people's feeling of being overwhelmed by information. So the way we try to do that for you and the way you're going to be able to, you know, frankly, be incredibly successful in whatever the market brings you is if you have the skill set to uh, tell people the truth, authentic leadership, and then deliver them the information about what actions they need to be taking in a very clear and concise way. The only way you're going to be able to do that is through information. The only way you're going to be able to do that is through education. The only way you're going to be able to do that is if you actually know what the heck to do. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we realize that you guys are reconciling, um, you know, being in this big increase of price and multiple offers and low uh, inventory and all these day-to-day things. Yes, that's still going on, and your job is to ride that wave your job is to save as much as you can. Your job is to have as many listings so you can help as many people through a transition. It's unlikely that every listener will be going through the same transition at the same time. Even in your own micro markets, you're going to have certain neighborhoods that are still doing extremely well while another one is struggling. Some of you are going to have an influx of too much new construction. You know, Price fluctuation will start to hit that first. Many of you are already seeing the upper end be affected by this as well as second homes. So, is it going to just be, you know, you wake up one day and now the whole country is experiencing the same thing at the same time? No. It's your job to know your local market, your local economy, and be really paying attention to what's happening. How many of you guys ignore your hot sheets and your MLS every day? You should be watching what's happening. Are there more expireds? Are there longer days on the market? Price changes, new listings, what's happening to your inventory? So that's how you personally deal with this. And then you'll be able to rely on us to help you through all of these potential market changes. But you do have some responsibility and accountability to yourself, to your family. If you're running a team and you've, you know, maybe you're running an office, you've got responsibility to your agents. So, yeah, it's going to kind of be an ebb and a flow for a while. But your job is to pay attention to what's going on and pay attention to the podcasts as we help you through whatever changes are on the horizon. So, yeah, that makes sense. That is all- elegantly said as always my dear so guys we're doing something a little bit different on today's podcast and julie get ready for your first point of the today's topic Mm -hmm. why don't i always feel motivated um and so you a lot of you guys like 80 percent of you listen to us on your mobile devices right so i want you guys to scroll down your screen and you're going to see a box there um and we just added that today that box here's what it does very simple first of all we're going to give you those three books that uh, that appear in the image okay those are three digital books that you'll get and they'll be sent to you the second you basically put your information in there now what do we want that information for obviously we want to speak with you obviously we want to help you through this transitioning market obviously we want to answer any questions that you might have so you get our 12-month lead generation plan you get the part-time to full-time agent book and you get the real estate treasure map the real estate treasure maps 
I don't know, probably my favorite book that we've ever written. But that's, you know, that's a definitely must-have book for all of you. It basically is a business plan, but it's not just that. It's a life plan on how to, how to build a real estate business and, and, you know, in essence, not leave your family and you know, all the other important aspects of your life along the side of the road. You know, it's one thing to get to the top of the mountain. It's another thing to get to the top of the mountain and actually have people to share the view with. So those yeah. things are included. Now, okay. you, you put in your information in the box. What's going to happen is someone from our team is going to call you back. And they're going to answer any questions that you guys might have about um, real estate coaching essentials. Now, just a quick review. Real estate coaching essentials is the coaching program that, frankly, all of you guys should be embracing. We are adding to real estate coaching essentials, as you hear me talk, all the updated information on anything you're going to want to know about BPOs, short sales, and REOs. We used to have those as individual classes starting probably about mid-May. We're going to be incorporating all that content into real estate coaching essentials. Why? Because Real Estate Coaching Essentials is a complete system. The whole program, it's a six-month coaching program, guys. Six-month coaching program where you have a a real live monthly coaching call, and then you have a weekly semi-private coaching call hosted by usually Julie, which means that you can actually talk and ask questions and all that. And then if you do have, you're entitled to a private coaching call once a month. Now, here's a crazy thing. This program is only 2000 bucks. And don't worry, if you have if your two thousand bucks is allocated to something else, no worries. The program is a one hundred percent financeable and one hundred percent of you are already approved. So no matter what your credit situation, no matter what your past whatever, whatever is, it doesn't matter. You can literally enroll in this coaching program, no strings attached. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's a six-month program, so I guess that's a string. And you can enroll in the coaching program, and, uh, yeah, I can immediate access to a coach and all the material we're talking about. The whole program is six, uh, 2000 bucks. If you don't want to uh, pay 2000 bucks, you can do six months, same as cash. If you don't want to do that, no problem. Um, it's only $99 a month. So, you, you know, basically the most important options. thing is you have options. And you guys need this information. If you don't believe me, you know, wait another month or so, and you're going to start seeing more evidence that what we've been warning you about is true. So there it is, affordable, actionable information. Just fill out that box, and we'll also give you those three books. Okay, Miss Julie, go ahead. Yes, all right. So let's talk about motivation. This is one of the uh, the, uh, questions du jour amongst our coaches and certainly our own private coaching clients. And one of the most important reasons that people sign up for coaching, coaching is education, motivation, and accountability. So let's take a piece of that motivation and take a really quick deep dive into this. So this, again, a little bit of an excerpt from the book that we're working on. But what is motivation? Motivation is what drives you to achieve the things that are important to you. Now, Daniel Goleman is an author of several books about emotional intelligence, and he identifies four elements that make up motivation. Personal drive to achieve. That's the desire to improve or to meet certain standards, that personal drive. Next one is commitment to personal or organizational goals. And then number three, initiative, which he defined as the readiness to act on opportunities. And we're always on you guys about not just saying, hey, that was a great podcast, but what are you going to do about it? Readiness to act on opportunities. And then optimism, the ability to keep going and pursue goals in the face of setbacks. So knowing all of this, we know it's true that motivation affects your mindset on an hourly, if not minute-by-minute basis. Your actions are based on your level of motivation or lack thereof. So here's a fact that we always remind you of on coaching calls. No one is motivated at a high level 100% of the time. The myth is that you're either motivated or you're not. Well, that's just not true. 
you might be super motivated at certain times of the day or days of the week. Other times you may feel like not even getting out of bed. This is called the human condition. It's reality, but it's also something you can absolutely modify, manipulate, and benefit from. You do have control of your motivation. It's not like you were just born with it or you were born without it. You have control of it. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't feel motivated all the time about everything, but there may be something wrong with you if you resist recognizing the control that you have to make a choice in how motivated you feel in certain different situations. So here's an easy action step. This is a mindset action step. Make the decision to understand your personal motivation and to take control. So I want to stop right here, Tim, because some of them are like, well, what do you mean? I thought, you know, there's just certain, there's this guy in my office that just seems hyper-motivated all the time. Well, that's when you see him at your office, right? He may not be like that all the time. He might have been working on that for years. You're not just born with it or not born with it. You have control of it. Does that make sense, Tim? Well, I mean, it's like an empowering thing. It is. Well, it is as they get it, right? So let's mm-hmm. separate a couple of thoughts here just so you guys are clear and you don't start getting confused or thinking Julie and I are, you know. So here, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it requires you pushing past the temporary feeling of not feeling motivated, right? Doing what you don't want to do means that you basically have to get yourself into action on the days that you just rather basically sleep in or, as we say, go to ground, you know. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it is the key to long-term ever-increasing success. And here's what happens, and this is a physiological response to action. Once you are actually in the action, and I can give you guys some really, really good examples, but I won't because we're on the radio. But once you're in action, even if you don't feel like something, what's going to happen is physiologically your body's going to change. Exercise is a nice G-rated example. I really hate lifting weights. Just don't like it. I don't feel like doing it, but I force myself to do it. You know, and I force myself to do it, and after usually a little bit of time, then I start getting more into the tune with it, and I start feeling more comfortable doing it, and then I start not saying I like it because I don't, but I do it so that I can, you know, remain a strong, you know, man and play with my daughter and pick her up and have, you know, all those types of things. So the point of it is, is that I am using, uh, I'm not waiting to feel motivated I am basically doing something that I don't want to do when I don't want to do it. And I'm doing it at the highest level, and I'm doing it, you know, for the reasons that I stated. Obviously, you know, looking good and feeling good, that's important too. So don't, please don't confuse the need to feel motivated before you take action. That is a huge mistake. And the other thing is, and this is also an interesting, you know, conversation, don't wait to feel passion for something before you uh, take action. For you, a lot of you, and we've touched on this on the radio show, we have 500 past real estate radio coaching shows. Julie, did you know that? 500? Wow. No, I didn't. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. Huh. Seriously, insane. Okay, guys, you can go to realestatecoachingradio.com, obviously, listen to our past podcasts. Um, okay, so if you have, if you think, and there's a lot of you have been told, that you have to have passion in order to be successful, you'll never be successful. Don't have, don't worry about whether you have passion for, you know, 
buying and selling homes. Don't worry about if you have passion for the real estate transaction. Don't worry. Don't even try to manifest that. Have passion for the little things. Have passion for knowing that you're helping somebody. Have passion for the things that happen as a result of you successfully buying and selling homes for folks. The what you can do with your money, the betterment of your family, your loved ones, your, you know, hopefully your, all the other things that come with having money. So have the passion for what comes as a result as the result. In other words, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That means that as almost as a rule, 99% of the time, you're not going to feel like it. You're not going to have passion for it, but you will still do it. That's the discipline that is basically required in order for you guys to transcend being mediocre, transcend waiting to feel like it. Please absolutely positively avoid any kind of information that's going to lead you to believe that you have to have passion to be successful because you will never be successful. And, you know, if you have it, – it just is it's an exercise in futility. And I've seen many great people go down or many potentially great people never even really take off because of that inadequacy in the information that they're believing and their actual feelings, okay? So it's really critical you guys remember that. Julie? That's it. And so let's translate this into an example that pretty much everybody can relate to. So an example of your amazing but possibly underutilized ability to control your motivation, not to mention efficiency, is how you feel right before a vacation. You are super hyper-organized. You edit the things on your to-do list back to just the most necessary. You're awesome at managing your time and getting things done. Here's a quote from Getting Things Done, David Allen. He said, most people feel best about their work the week before their vacation, but it's not because of the vacation itself. What you do the last week before what do you do with the last week before you leave on a big trip? You clean up, close up, clarify, and renegotiate all of your agreements with yourself and others. I suggest that you do this weekly instead of yearly. So I would suggest, I agree with what David Allen wrote, but what I would suggest is that you look at it daily. What if you treated each work day as if you had a plane to catch? What would that do to your motivation? So that's just a quick example that you do have the power because all of you guys have had that feeling. Whether you're getting on a plane or you're getting in your car to do something fun, all of a sudden you're like the most miraculous time manager ever. And you can't even believe all the stuff that you get done. And then if you're in the car, I know one of our coaches is on a long drive today. He was telling me all the stuff he's going to get done on this nine-hour drive, right? So somehow it all kind of comes together. Well, I want to move on to something else that I think makes a huge difference in people's understanding of motivation. This is something I learned from literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls. And our coaches report back that this works for them as well. So this is understanding internal versus external motivation. Internal versus external motivation. Well, have you ever wondered why somehow you can always make your car payment, your mobile phone payment, or your house and your rent payment? Somehow... All of it gets paid, maybe even via an automatic draft. That's how confident you are that you have the ability to cover that. Well, that's called external motivation. How do you know it's external motivation? Because something bad happens to you if you don't comply with that obligation. Your cell phone gets turned off if you don't pay Verizon. They don't mess around. You're like one day late and, you know, all of a sudden it doesn't work. You knew the deal when you signed the contract with them and you comply. So here's, here's a big question, Tim. Why is it that something like building up your nest egg to have at least a year of reserves, or in some of our listeners' cases, 10 years of reserves, something like losing 20 pounds or buying two new rental properties or traveling to Paris, why is it that goals that are that much more exciting than something like paying your cell phone bill, 
Why do those types of goals keep getting put off and procrastinated? What's well, because those are internal motivations, which is curiously weaker than external motivation. When nothing well, immediate so happens if you don't do something, it's just easier to procrastinate. So there was a report, I think it came from Harvard, or I don't remember where, that basically was testing the theories behind the character, the stick, psychological motivation, whatever, whatever. In other words, they were really trying to question the dogma of how companies and how individuals were trying to motivate employees. It was, and, and here's the essence of it. I'll just, you know, Julie and I read, I don't even know how much about this topic when their information first started coming out, because obviously motivation is a core element of why you guys listen to us. So the reason, what truly motivates somebody, this is incredibly important, incredibly critical that you guys get this. What truly will motivate you individually, your kids, <laughs> you know, if you're a broker, your agents, is not getting something, okay? Not actually earning more money, not any of those things. And it's also not being talked down. It's not being beaten. It's not being shamed. It's not being ostracized. What is really going to motivate somebody is losing something that they already have. Losing something that you already have. Julie used the example of the cell phone bill. Why is it that the cell phone bill gets paid? Because you don't want to lose your cell phone. You don't want to lose contact with people. Why are the other things that you, you know, what are the things that no matter what are going to get paid for every single month emotionally are the things that you are most attached to because you don't want to lose what you already have. Losing what you already have is, I had a, there was a great, uh, Mon, uh, Monet Neves, Neves, I think was his name, L.A., coaching client. Um, now, he did this before he became a coaching client, but I want to tell you a true story. And that really is his name, by the way. <laughs> so he works with one of our great all-time coaching clients, Mark Shandro. Love that guy. So anyway, Monet was evidently really, 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 really fat. Just huge, you know, greatest loser kind of fat. Guy goes to the doctor, been fat for a long time, his entire life, goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, Monet, this is Monet telling me this story, okay? He said, the doctor said to him, if you don't lose, you know, essentially a ton of weight, you are going to, you've already developed diabetes, you're going to, I'm literally going to have to start removing your appendages, your toes, your feet, your ankles. You know, the diabetes is a horrible, horrible disease, that for, you know, not in any case, not in every case, but it's brought on by people basically being, you know, having self-induced health problems. Now, some people suffer from it from, you know, other reasons, but just as a sake of, you know, explaining Monet's situation. So here's what Monet did. Now, remember, the doctor had been telling him, and he certainly knew that he was overweight. So the doctor said, you're going to lose your, I think it was his right foot, and I need to, we need to schedule the surgery. It's going to be happening sometime next 12 months. I need you to go see a physical therapist so you can start talking about how you're going to get around without your – and Monet said, hold on. <laughs> you're telling me if I don't lose weight, you're going to have to start hacking me apart. doctor said, yep, blood circulation, these problems, whatever. Here's what Monet did. For the first time in his life, miraculously, his weight issues, almost – they evaporated. He not only did he lose all of his weight, but he got in such good condition. The dude was on a cover of a men's fitness magazine looking like the most cut, ripped, you know, perfect specimen of a man you've ever seen. He did that within like a record amount of time. I think it was less than two years because he was motivated by losing something that he already had. You guys see how that was a difference? Versus had he gone to the doctor and the doctor said, okay, I'll tell you what, Monet, you lose that weight. I'm going to give you a new Corvette, okay? That wouldn't have done it. The losing of the weight and those types of major life issues, the real shifting of mindset, 
the real shifting of actions usually happens because you are living in fear of losing something you already have. Use that to your advantage with yourself. Use that to your advantage when you're trying to motivate other people. You know, that's the main thing. Uh, Julie, next point. Yeah, I mean, he knew probably for years, maybe decades, that he needed to lose the weight, right? And you'd think that that would have been enough, but that was one of those internal motivations. And yet it took externally a doctor saying, hey, you know what? You're literally going to lose bits and pieces of yourself. Then he got cracking. So I think that was a great example. Well, and this is after years of coaching agents and other business people. One thing we've learned is that you've got to bridge the gap in your thinking. You've got to learn to take your personal internal motivation as seriously as if it were the external kind. Now, this applies to all non-external goals, but the easiest and most salient example is to look at your finances. Many of you come to coaching and you say, I want to, quote, move to the next level. Your coach helps you define what that is. But we've got to get this, this bridge between what you've been able to figure out how to pay, you know, your external stuff like your cell phone, and then your internal motivation. We've got to get you to take it that seriously. So here's a fact. The difference between top producers, to us, those are people who have well-established goals and are meeting or exceeding them versus everyone else, it's very specific. It's that they take their personal goals as seriously as they do their external obligations. Here's a fact. Top agents absolutely know two numbers. They know what it takes for them to live on. That's to pay their bills and keep the lights on and clothing on their kids. But they also know the income necessary to meet their needs for leading the life of their dreams. Now, most people, when you put them on the spot and say, what would it take for you to lead the life of your dreams? Most agents will say millions or at least a million more or hundreds more homes sold than what I'm doing. That's if they even have an answer at all. Many of them just say, I need to do more. I need to be doing better. But those are not real answers. Here's an amazing fact. The difference between where you are now and where you need to be to feel a significant improvement in lifestyle, which could include things like paying off debt, buying an awesome house, building up huge reserves, having freedom to travel when, where, and how you desire, it's actually less than you think. And I know this, Tim, and you know this from literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls and our own experience. For most agents, the difference is a three-to-one ratio. In other words, in order for you to make up that leap in lifestyle, it takes about three times what you're currently averaging in commissions earned monthly. But it's not just three times. It's also doing it consistently month in and month out. Freedom comes from knowing these numbers so that you can take action to do something about it. Not knowing keeps you simply paying your bills on time, which is great. That's good. That's kind of the first rung in, in real estate success. But fantasizing about what you could be or do or see if you just did more. Again, a non-answer. A typical agent, you know, this is, again, making some assumptions here, but a typical agent can pay their bills on about five grand. Okay, And again, you can adjust that based on area. And if you've got nine kids in private schools, well, then your numbers are going to be different. But let's or just if you're use in Manhattan. math here. Or if you're in Manhattan, if you're in Manhattan, Manhattan. You're, or that's LA, the poverty level, or Miami. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you're scraping by. But generally, let's just use this for the sake of math. So a typical agent, and remember, this also accounts for probably their spouse has a job and maybe they've got some rental income. But let's just say you've got to make five grand to keep the lights on. Well, that same agent could pay off their debt, save a nice nest egg, take two or three awesome vacations, paying for them in cash, and upgrade their house, their car, and their wardrobe for about 15000 or three times what it takes for them to keep the lights on. And by the way, 
uh, I have a note in, in my outline here, because uh, this is from the book, doing some math. This refers back to the treasure map. We do some very specific work in the real estate treasure map, which is part of your uh, coaching essentials program. And a lot of you guys already have access to that. If you haven't done your treasure map yet, we get very clear on this. And part of what the treasure map does, Tim, is it forces them to actually know their real numbers, not just to guesstimate, well, I think it cost me about 3800 a month. Well, whenever we do the numbers, it's usually about 1000 more than you thought. So get into your checkbook, your credit cards, all of that good stuff, and get the real numbers. That's the first Julie, let's step. Touch yes. the, the two big epiphanies, number one, guys, remember, we're giving you a copy of the real estate treasure map for free when you just fill that box out. Then someone from our staff, then you'll be emailed the book. Someone from our staff will call you back, answer you any questions you have about our coaching programs. Uh, but here's the, the big takeaway that you guys will have from the real estate treasure map. First of all, you got to stop trying to not think about money and your finances. No. I know that I was certainly raised thinking that talking and, uh, talking and acting and believe, all this money stuff was somehow evil or somehow something we shouldn't be talking about. Or you know, It's funny, the very thing that basically is oftentimes the most destructive force in our lives is the lack of money, the lack of understanding of the effects of how we behave with money. And yet that's the same very thing that we're not supposed to really understand or talk about or study. You guys need to read really think about why it is that societally we choose to not raise our children and we're certainly not raising Zoe like this. Actually Zoe, when she she's two years old. What did she yell at us yesterday, Julie? Make some money. Go make some money or she makes some money. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. She heard us saying it on, I'm like, where did she you get that? Julie. Oh it's because I say that on pretty much every coaching call when I close the call. Yeah. I thought that was funny. All right, so anyway, we have our two-year-old shouting at us. So we're going <laughs> to raise her knowing about money. But here's the thing. When you guys go through the real estate treasure map, it's basically fill-in, walks you through how to do everything. That's all good stuff. But we, what your walk away is going to be, what your takeaway is going to be, how you're, you're going to feel tremendously relieved because you're going to realize that you actually can have a you know, much higher quality life with a lot less stress for usually a heck of a lot less money than you think. Um, almost to a person, uh, you know, there will be people that have, you know, have private schools and, you know, a lot of the overhead and live in expensive parts of the country, and, you know, their overheads, this conversation is going to be a little bit different for them. But they're also selling in areas where, you know, one sale equals $50,000, and so they have to sell one house a year, and they have, I mean, one house a month, and they're having, a, you know, a great year. But for the vast majority of you, what you're going to find is when you actually take the time to go through and understand your current financial situation, and then you add to it basically your, your wants and your desires and your all the other you are going to be uh, discovering that you have to sell probably fewer houses than you might believe or fewer houses than you've been told. And what that does is it gives you clarity and also removes a lot of stress. It also makes it so that when you're less susceptible to doing dumb things in your business, out of fear. So, for example, when you know so and so calls you and they want you to sell you buyer leads, and if you don't buy these buyer leads, they're going to go to your competition, premier agent. Stress, stress, stress. You're going to be like, bah! I already know my numbers, buddy. Push on. Okay, right. that's the power of actually being in control of this stuff and knowing it. You get that book for free when you guys fill up that form, and uh, obviously we'll follow up and answer any questions you have about the coaching program. Julie, go ahead. Yeah. Well, so. It a lot of you guys do hide out from knowing your numbers, and I want all of you to make a commitment to stop doing that. You're doing yourself a disservice because the things that we see as coaches is you, you always underestimate what it really costs you to live on. You always overestimate what it would take for you to make the leap to the next level. And what that does is it kind of screws up your business plan, and that's not really 
it, it isn't a business plan, guesstimating what you've got to do. So what's really interesting when you actually do the treasure map and you figure out what your goals are and you figure out the real money needed, a lot of you guys that guesstimate that you've got to do like 50 deals more per year to be at that next level, you find out it's like 18 and a half that would make all the difference. And maybe, you know, you tweak a few things and you get stronger at defending your commission in, in the meantime and you actually get a pre-listing package together so that every deal you do actually nets you more money instead of feeling like you've got a cave when one of your clients peeps at you about something. So know your numbers. You'll actually make a lot more money as a result. Don't be weird about money. And I know not all of you grew up being okay or having any level of financial education, but that, again, is why you have a coach to help you with that. I, I wish that that's what you guys all learned in real estate school. I kind of feel like that's part of the real estate education, how it should be. I'll never forget, Tim, when we were getting our licenses ages and ages and eons ago, I was, getting a, I was at the Coke machine, and I remember this girl was like, she had, somebody had just told her that it was 100% commission. And, like, her face just turned white. Like, nobody had let her in on that yet, and she's, like, halfway to getting her license. She's like, well, how can anybody live on that? What am I going to do? And then somebody told her, you know, about broker splits and about you've got to pay your own costs and stuff. I'm pretty sure that she just bailed at that point. But, you know, at what point do we share the secrets of, you know, running a business like a, a real business person? You guys can do it. You're all smart enough to do it. Look how far you've already gotten. What if you took it to the next level and had a whole new awakening of business professionalism and business maturity and knowing your numbers. You know, if so I don't you think... really were acting like the CEO, you'd have a CFO reporting numbers to you. Well, guess what? You are the CFO for yourself. You've got to start acting like it. Go ahead, Tim. So maybe your lack of motivation or your lack of clarity of purpose every day, right? You, maybe the fact that you don't feel like, you, you know, you basically don't take actions when you don't feel like doing it. You know, in essence, you hide out, Right. If that's you, it's probably because you haven't gone through the, pre the process of really truly understanding your numbers. And again, there are so many psychological mooring lines about money, about understanding money. People just don't want to talk about it. People lie about it. Oh, my God, that's the biggest thing in real estate, lying about how much money you do or don't have. You know, all these things. And what happens as a result is you never actually take the time to know it, and so you don't you feel confused, you feel overwhelmed, and that feeling of overwhelm doesn't cause you to take action. Feeling overwhelmed causes you to get scared. Feeling overwhelmed causes you to take no action. Feeling overwhelmed, you know, guys, that is the feeling that most of you have. That is the feeling that our country seems to have right now, right? So if we can positively affect your outcomes in an individual basis, we have 100, well, 96,000 regular listeners at this point. So if we can positively affect 10,000 of you, get you guys to sort of break through the things that are holding you down, that you're choosing to allow to hold you down, that means that you're then going to have the information, you're then going to have the motivation, and, the, and you'll be able to provide inspiration for others to do the same thing. So if we're successful helping you to feel motivated, then you're going to pass that message along intuitively, almost subconsciously, to other people. That's what I want you to do. The feeling of overwhelm, guys, is a choice. The feeling of overwhelm and not, it leads to not feeling motivated. Not feeling motivated causes you to have absolutely no direction in life. And then you basically start feeling like a victim. And then you watch your days go by. And then basically what happens is you're dead. That's pretty much it. So I strongly, strongly encourage you guys 
to obviously get those three free books, complete the real estate treasure map, and then take some action on what these things are and what these concepts are. And, you know, you'll find that it's much simpler. Life comes down, generally speaking, a successful person does three to five things really well every day. That's it. They do three to five things really well every day, even when they don't feel like doing it. And I have news for you. You won't feel like doing it 99% of the time. Guys, doing most of the stuff that's required for you to be successful in real estate sucks. It just does. And that's true for anything, by the way. Any type of selling where you're put in a position where somebody can say no to you, that sucks. But guess what? It's the path you've chosen. And once you basically move past the not knowing what to say or how to say it, which frankly is not that difficult, then you're going to find that despite the suckiness of having to do the actual work, and in a strange, almost perverse way, it becomes pleasurable because you're good at it. And you see yourself being victorious from it. Then you see the benefits of your uh, work, and then you see, obviously, the changes in your life. Help us help you. Guys, listen, don't live in fear of what's happening. In the, you're going to trust me, six months from now, Eight months from now, it is going to be a crap storm of negative news. Do not allow that to pull you under. You are going to be prepared. You are going to almost look forward to the opportunity because you're going to have the skill set necessary to help people who weren't prepared. Okay, that's where you're going to be. So be excited about that. This, we're entering into a time in the economy that is highly predictable. It happens every you know, eight, seven, eight years. This one's probably going to be, this recession's probably going to be significantly worse than even the last one we experienced that started arguably in, in 2007. That's fine. Who cares? You can be successful no matter what direction the market's going. Keep your head clear. Do not feel overwhelmed. Please don't allow yourself to feel scared. Because if you do, then you're going to basically draw yourself down and you're not going to take action. Uh, Julie, do you have any more points? We can run a little bit late, obviously. Friday. Well, you know, it does come down to taking action, right? You've got to actually do something about this and establish where you are now. If you really want to whittle this down, where are you now on various levels? I mean, I use finances as the obvious one because why are you selling real estate? You're not a nonprofit. You're doing this for profit. And that might have been a light bulb for some of them, too. That's a whole other show, right? Um, but where are you now versus where do you want to be? And you've got to figure out based on real numbers, well, I mean, how many deals is that? How many commission checks? What's your real – some of you guys don't even know what your average net commission is. You've got to get cracking on this. And if you don't know where to start, that's why you go to a coach. That's why you do the treasure map. So, Tim, how can they get that? And then I've got to uh, go on toddler duty here. So back to you. Oh, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Okay, okay so uh, obviously, guys, we're here to help you. And obviously, we're going to do everything in our power to, to, to empower you uh, to, you know, frankly, take advantage of whatever opportunities come, however other people choose to label them. Trust me when I tell you our real estate market, the real estate industry is going to label, uh, you know, they're going to, as they did before, they're going to not know what to do. They, they, most of the other agents are going to – you're going to see a lot of agents basically choose just not to sell real estate anymore. Or they're going to decide to ride out the recession, and who cares, right? You just have to position yourself mentally, emotionally, and educationally to get into action, and that's what we're here to help you do. It's simple. Guys, there's a box. If you're on your mobile, as I know most of you are, scroll down, put your information in. You'll instantly be uh, emailed those three digital books, so give us a good email address so you have that. You'll then get a, get a call back. 
from Casey or from Sarah or for someone in our team, and they'll answer any questions that you might have about the coaching program. The coaching program is going to give you all the information that you need to basically work in any kind of market, any kind of price range. You guys have, know the top agents that we work with around the country. This is the same information that they have been using in their careers Exact same. No changes. There's no, okay, well, you need to join this program in order to get this information. Nope, it's all there. So fill out that box. Those three books will be uh, emailed to you. In the meantime, guys, I love your feedback. So does Julie. Um, negative, positive, or in between. Email Julie at uh, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com, or you can email me at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, guys, have a great day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.